You're listening to Head Table Talk. I'm your host with all the toasts, Meredith. Each week, I bring you wedding news, hot takes, and stories about working in the wedding industry. Sit back, relax, and prepare your toasts. Hello, 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 Head Table Talkers. I am back with another episode. How are you all doing? It is the middle of busy season for photographers and wedding vendors, and I'm feeling it. Oh, man. I'm just like constantly tired, but it's okay. I have my ice latte this morning ready to go, and we have a great episode coming up for you. First, though, let's get to some wedding hot takes. If you are unfamiliar, at the beginning of every episode, I talk about hot takes that people have about weddings um, sent to me anonymously through Instagram. I will never reveal my sources. That sounded very gossip girly. Oh, I love it. Um, No sources will be revealed. So if you have any wedding hot takes and you want a place to vent them, slide into my DMs and let's go. Okay, so when I first posted about this a while ago... Um, I put up like a question and response thing on my Instagram stories and bruh, you guys went off. Holy cow. Are there some wedding hot takes? I mean, I knew people had wedding hot takes, but I didn't know this many people had wedding hot takes. So this is going to be a really fun new segment. Um, Disclaimer at the top here. These are just hot takes of people who go to weddings, um, people who work weddings every weekend. If you don't agree with them, that's fine. The thing it, what do they say? Um, opinions are like assholes. Everybody's got one. Um, sorry, that was weird, but I'm going to keep that in. Anyways, these are just hot takes and opinions. If you still want to do these for your wedding, by all means, go for it. It's your wedding. That's one thing that we always preach on this podcast is it's your wedding. You do what you want and just don't care what anybody else thinks. You know, these are just this is just a place for people who attend a lot of weddings, work a lot of weddings to kind of get their vented frustrations out. So we are going to start with today, one of my favorites that I got. This one says, no one wants swag with your anniversary on it. Like, literally so funny. Um, This person is kind of talking about, like, wedding favors. So, like, if you do, you know, like, oh, like a koozie with your name and date on it or, like, a little bell with your name and date on it. Like, no one is... What are, what are you going to do with those again? You know, I feel like it's cute for like parents or, you know, people who are really close to the wedding maybe, but it's just a waste of money. Favors, I feel like are kind of dying out to begin with. Um, and I think that is so funny. No one wants swag with your anniversary on it. Like, honestly, as a person who got married, like I don't even want swag with my anniversary on it. Like I know that date. Yeah, that's fine. Like we have one sign in our house that's our guest book um that has our date on it but like you know no one needs like 15 versions of that so no one don't waste your money on it um if you're gonna do favors just do like food favors you know like edible cookies with your dates on them something like that i thought that was hilarious so yes favors are dying i do believe that 
Another one kind of going along the same line of waste of money is save the dates are pointless and a waste of money. Um, Okay, so yes, I do agree with this to an extent. Someone like me who has their weekends booked up a year in advance, if I want to go to a wedding, I need to know as soon as possible. I do believe that like paper save the dates, you know, those might be going out of the way. They just, you know, aren't as sustainable. So I know it sounds cheesy, but I really do think like electronic save the dates are going to be a lot bigger here coming up just because number one, sustainability, you don't have to spend the money on cards or envelopes or stamps or anything like that. Save that for like your big formal invites. Um, I'm also just a little torn on this one because, you know, as a photographer, I love seeing like engagement images used on save the dates, but also the I keep going back to the sustainability of it. Like, do we really need to be printing more paper? You know, I don't know. Ah, wedding hot takes. That's the fun of it. It's It can go back and forth, you know? Um, I'm just going to do two this week. I thought those were really fun. And I just keep laughing. No one wants swag with your anniversary on it. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. Especially, sorry, I'm going to go back to this one again. When you're in a wedding party... Like, you don't need a bunch of stuff with someone else's, like, last name on it. Um, Or you don't need a bunch of stuff that says, like, bridesmaid. Like, I'm not going to use a Tumblr that says bridesmaid. Again, probably not. Like, no. Or, you know, just get, like, a set of pajamas that all match, that don't have any kind of signifier on them. That way, like, you feel comfortable wearing them again. Um these like very niche and specific gifts for bridal party like it's overdone like just get them something that they will use in their day-to-day life that doesn't have bridesmaid slapped all all over it okay that's all I'm gonna say that was fun I'm sorry if I offended anybody but like I said at the beginning these are just hot takes I'm not calling out anyone in particular and that is the last I'm gonna say on that so We have a great episode coming up with the Capitol Room, a beautiful venue in Minnesota. Um, But let's hear a word from our sponsor first. Head Table Talk is sponsored by Beloved The Shop. Beloved is a curated collection of women's elevated basics and versatile styles. When you shop with Beloved, you know you are working with a company that truly has heart. I mean, love is in their name and literally everything they do. With things from everyday essentials, adorable accessories, and 18 karat gold jewelry, Beloved is your one-stop shop for a capsule wardrobe. I recently got some products from Beloved and to say I'm obsessed is an understatement. The pieces are high quality, so comfortable, and reasonably priced. You can take advantage of their prices and more by using the code HTT10 at checkout for 10% off your purchase. That's code HTT10 at checkout. Shop today at BelovedTheShop.com and on Instagram. Pick up an Ankeny and fast shipping available. On this week's episode, we have Megan from the Capitol Room. The Capitol Room is located in the heart of historic St. Peter, Minnesota. Built in 1913, this historic building was renovated and redesigned specifically for weddings and other large group events. With an elegant and industrial-looking space and a very dedicated team, your wedding will truly be one of a kind. Welcome to the head table, Megan. Hello. I'm so excited to have you on. I'm so excited to be on. It's fun to like finally be able to like talk to somebody about what our space is. 
And what yeah. I actually do for a living. <laughs> Your space is beautiful. Um, the company that I work for, Midwest Live Shots Photography, has photographed quite a few weddings there. And I do all the editing and stuff for them. So it's such a fun space to to obviously shoot in and it's a super easy space to edit. So thank you for that. Um, but yeah, I'm very excited to have you on the podcast and to talk about your very unique, beautiful space. So I gave a very brief overview about the Capitol Room. Can you kind of, in your own words, tell our listeners what the Capitol Room is and kind of how you got started? Yeah. So we are a wedding and event space, um, mostly weddings. We don't do too many like smaller events or anything, a lot more like corporate Christmas parties, like that kind of stuff with our wedding season, just never ending. Cause we'll do weddings 12 months out of the year. It's really hard to sometimes fit some of those smaller events in, but so we mainly focus our attention on weddings. Uh, what I love about our space is we is it's kind of like a one-stop shop. You can get ready there. You can do your ceremony there. You can do your reception there literally everything's there. And then we do have options for like decor and decorating and like the bar and all that stuff too. So it's kind of like a little like perfect recipe for making things easy. I think on a wedding day, uh, we do have our two beautiful bridal and groom suites, which seem to be like the main event for people because it's the real, our bridal suites, big, white, and beautiful. You can't really Mm -hmm. go wrong there. And our men's suite is very manly. It's very, very men-esque like they can actually like (laughs) have space to roam around too it's not like a tiny little room or anything I feel like grooms rooms at venues like sometimes usually like they can just put them down into the corner like the last available spot like it that they had available yeah it's usually like a tiny little like coat closet that they're stuck in and that's or like when you're in a church basement the bridal suite is still beautiful usually but the guys are usually shoved in like a Sunday school room or something so literally um but we do have a really beautiful ballroom space too and a cocktail lounge and it's just our beautiful our building sorry um kind of speaks for itself it's very pretty it's very elegant it's very classic but it has like those modern touches and flares that make it stand out according for against like a bunch of other venues in the state of Minnesota so it's kind of fun yeah. So when did the Capitol Room open as a wedding venue? We opened in, actually, we just celebrated our five-year anniversary last oh week. So um, September September 23rd, 2017 was our first official wedding. and But we started like construction and the renovations in um, like October, November of 2016. That's so cool. What was the building then before it was a venue? Well, do you want the long story or the short story? (laughs) Give us the medium Um, story. (laughs) Perfect. Okay. So like you said in like the intro, it was built in 1913. It was used as like the armory for the state of Minnesota or one of the armories for the state of Minnesota um, until the late 1900s. That sounds really weird to say too, (laughs) Um, but my dates like now like moving forward are probably not going to be incredibly accurate but it was used as the armory for the longest time it was actually one of the first armories built in the state of Minnesota too so which is kind of cool um after it was an armory it was the VFW for a hot minute so they did a lot of weddings and receptions and like bar service and stuff there and then after the VFW left it was taken over as like a call center for like three different kinds of companies 
And then it sat idle for a couple of years and then we came in. Wow. That's so interesting. I can't imagine a call center in that space. (laughs) Yeah. If you scroll back on like our Instagram and our Facebook a ways to about a year ago, I actually posted for the first time ever, um, our before and after photo. And Mm. it's crazy the engagement that that photo got online because it was just, people couldn't believe that that's what the space used to be. And now I, even on wedding days, I'll have people come up to me and being like, oh my God, I can't believe this building used to look like that. Yeah. Oh, that's so cool. So how long was construction then before you actually started doing weddings? Yeah. So we, like I said, we started construction in like that October, November time in like 2016. We did originally have like a big crew that started helping us like with ripping down Mm -hmm. the ceilings and some of that stuff. But then a lot of it moving forward was just, um, our team basically. So one of our owners actually did probably about like 90% of the work himself. Um, we ripped up the floor, not ripped up the floor. We ripped up off the carpet on the ground and had a company come in and sand all the floors. And then I personally had to help stain the floors and it was the worst day of my life. (laughs) <laughs> I think, but like all of like the painting, the sheetrock, the drywall, like literally everything we did ourselves and we had a pretty tight timeline. We only had 11 months to do it. And wow. part of me is like thankful that we had that timeline, but like part of me is like, we could have had another month or we mm. could have done something else. But I think having that deadline helps because that we're like, we yeah. have to get this done. We have to finish, but, and we're still ever evolving and ever changing things. And like, we've got that back cocktail space that we've just kind of, we're, we've been fully developing it lately and like really thinking it through and adding furniture and painting walls. And like, so we're still ever changing the space and kind of like keeping it up to date and stuff. So it's never like it's people that got married four years ago are going to have the, like the same look and style right. as the somebody that's getting married next year, if that makes sense. Like no, the main yeah, spaces will always stay the same, but we're constantly changing our artwork and that kind of stuff. That's so cool. Um, so tell me a little bit about how you personally got started in weddings and how long you've been working in the wedding industry then. Yeah. So I actually started um, as a, I, I mean, long story, I started as a cater waiter, like back when I was oh, wow. like 14, 15 years old, but <laughs> obviously like that's a, that's a different situation. Um, but when I was 16, I actually started photographing weddings with a girlfriend of mine. Um, and then I love, love photography, loved everything about it. I actually ended up going to school to be a wedding photographer. Um, and got like my degree in wedding and portrait design and, um, did some dabbling in like graphic design as well during that time. Um, and then in 2013, I actually met Dan, my boss, and started working for his photo studio and basically doing like studio management. Um, I also did all of his editing, shot seniors, shot weddings, did all that. And then when the time came to start the Capitol Room, um, I actually wasn't going to have like any part in the company at all. I was mm. going to just take over our photo studio and run that full okay. time and just do that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Um, but then I saw how like much him and his wife were struggling on like having to like do construction, having to raise a brand new family and having to literally do 
tours and everything involved. So I just kind of jumped in and just started running tours and helping with construction. And here I am. That's so cool. I did not know that that was like your background or that the Capitol Room was started by photographers. That's why that bridal suite is so beautiful then because photographers built it. Yeah. There's, there's a lot of people that like they do know and they don't know. So it's always kind of fun. Like I love seeing like when photographers for like new photographers come in that don't know me and they'll like be asking me a bunch of questions about like lighting and stuff. I'm like, Oh, we'll do this or do this. Or I have this light we could pull out and help you with it that way. Mm-hmm. And they're like, Oh, you know a lot about lighting. And I'm like, just a little bit. Well, actually, <laughs> Oh, that's yeah. so cool. So how actually far not incorrect, but yeah. Yeah. How far out in advance does your space get booked up? Uh, we just started booking out for 2024. Um, wow. and slowly, but surely we're booking up for that. Um, I still have a lot of couples trying to get in for 2023 right now. Um, so it's still kind of like that, that push and shove of like, should we push our wedding out to 2024? Cause there's better dates available or do we really mm-hmm. want to get married next year and do that? But, um, I'm really trying to fill up 2024 now, but cause 2023 is we we're filled. Yeah. And I mean, like you were saying earlier, you do weddings 12 months out of the year because your space is so beautiful that you can have so many photo opportunities inside a lot of venues, you know, it might just be like a reception space. That's a big, you know, blank slate, but your guys' space has so many little nooks and crannies that you can really do a full wedding day photography set up in there. Yeah. And we are like fully heated and AC'd too. So it's, kind of like the best of both worlds if you want to go outside and get those romantic winter snowy photos you can and then come into a warm space Mm -hmm. it's not like getting married in a pole shed or something you're gonna have to add (laughs) heaters or you're gonna have to add ac in the summertime it's it's temperature controlled in the space which is awesome oh that's so cool megan what's your favorite part of wedding days i was about to joke and be like the ending um but no (laughs) um same same it uh so yeah right when I can finally sit down and have a glass of wine and get off my feet that I've been standing on for 18 hours um Mm -hmm. no my favorite part is and especially like now that like I've started coordinating weddings at our space and doing stuff like that is that moment right before the bride walks down the aisle I have these beautiful black velvet curtains in our ballroom space mm-hmm. that usually like if we're hired out for coordinating, we'll help the couples like open and close them and do all that kind of stuff. And I love being able to send the bridal party down and then we close the curtains. I have the bride and her parent who's ever walking her down the aisle. And when I just look at her and I'm like, are you ready? Like, let's take a couple deep breaths. And it's just mm-hmm. that moment right before everything happens when there's that in- anticipation from the groom. All the guests are anticipating like what she looks like and what her dress looks like and getting her fluffed and just having that moment with her and who's ever her walking her down the aisle is just such a special feeling and experience that it just, I don't know. It's, it's, my, it's definitely my favorite part. No, I totally agree with you. It's a very like wow it's that moment is finally here and you're saying like right like a pin could drop like the anticipation you could like cut it with a knife it's just like and also I'm sure for you it's kind of a moment of like 
okay, this train is rolling. Like this wedding's happening. I've done, you know, everything I need to do this morning to get here. It's taken off with or without me. So I'm just ready for that to be, to be through as well. Yeah. That's also like calm moment of the day for me because after the ceremony's done, just everything's on full speed. It's like a train running through like a building. It's just going. It's go time. You have to flip that room. We have to do the reception. And I mean, at that point in time too, then we don't sit down until midnight when everybody leaves. So it's kind of like that last calm before the storm moment too. (laughs) Absolutely. So where did the name, the capital room come from then? So that's a funny story that like, I don't know if a lot of people know, I kind of knew about it years ago, like in grade school, we like learned about it in like a Minnesota history class, but the city of St. Peter was actually in the running to be the state capital. Wow. Um, when the bill was going to legislation, um, and this story, three different versions of, they all kind of go together, but some of it's, so some, some, some facts probably aren't hundred percent accurate. So this is all allegedly, mm-hmm. um, the man that was supposed to be bringing, I'll do the PG alleged version too. <laughs> the man that was supposed to be bringing the bill to the legislation to make St. Peter the capital, um, got super drunk at a party and lost the legislation, lost, lost the bill, I should say. Um, so that is why we have the state hospital now and not, mm-hmm. uh, there's some, there's some stories that are a little bit more R-rated that I just, I don't know if I'm allowed to say, because <laughs> I also don't know if they're true or not. So just a bunch of like urban legends. Come ask. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> sounds yeah. Like, those urban legends. Yeah the old men of St. Peter really want wanted like some funny story to like make St. Peter very important. So they were like, we were going to be the capital. But like, that's why 169 going through town is four lanes. Because mm. when they were building 169 and getting that road, they were in the plans that the state or the city was going to be the capital. So they were trying to expand it so we could handle that traffic and that um, population. Right. I wonder, is it just coincidence that the capital then ended up in another town that had Saint in its name? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) What are are the odds? I'm not a history person at all. No. Yeah. Who knows? Like, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's very easy to think about that, but. So at the end of a wedding day or not the end of a wedding day, I've seen like couples engraving their names into a brick. Is that true? Yeah. So the trend started with our very first wedding and not going to lie, our very first wedding, I was having mental breakdown. I had my very first panic attack the day before oh, the wedding no. um, and it was, it was lack of sleep and just exhaustion and just, holy fuck, we start a wedding tomorrow. Oh God, can I swear on here? Oh, yeah, you're fine. You're fine. I have Amber on here next um, week. So trust me, she okay, will be swearing okay. up a storm. <laughs> Okay. Um, but no, it something where nobody was tell nobody told me that it was happening either. And then all of a sudden my own one of the owners, one of my bosses came up and goes, Okay, we have a special surprise. We have a special surprise. I'm like, okay, bet, cool. What's going on? <laughs> like, what what are you gonna hit me with now? 
And he brought the couple back and had them carve their initials into the very first brick. Mm-hmm. And it was such a cool experience because it was just kind of like, hey, congratulations, you're the first wedding. And then we just kept going with the trend. So now it's fun to see couples come back after being married for a year, a couple years and being able to be like, oh, where's your brick? Do you remember where you signed? And them finding their brick. And I don't know, it's just kind of cool. It's a little bit different. And those bricks are from 1913 too. So it's wow. not like they're brand new. They're, it's, you're carving into history, which is so cool. And you don't notice it either. Like as a guest, as you're walking in, it's so, um, it just blends in so well that you can't, you can't tell. Right. It's not like the bricks are like painted over in bright colors. It's just carved in there. And that's so cool. I, I love that so much because you're giving your clients like literally concrete <laughs> play on words, like part of the history of the building, you yeah. know? Yeah, it's fun. And like, I don't know, get, people get excited about it. I think I've only had maybe three couples out of the 300 plus weddings that we've done not carve a brick. So wow. it is really cool. That's so cool. This is a little off topic, but my art room in middle school, when you like graduated eighth grade, you would paint one of the bricks like with your nickname or whatever. And so then like all the other kids, like I remember going to classes in there and seeing like my brother's brick up on the wall and stuff and things like that just like make me so warm and fuzzy inside. So I love that that's incorporated into your venue. Yeah, it's fun. I don't know. It just, it's, I don't know how to explain it. Like I've seen other venues do it, but like they'll have you like sign the wall or like they'll have you put like a lock and stuff on there. And it's a cool idea. And it's great for the couples to kind of have that commemorative thing that they're doing. But I don't know. I just, and I'm probably biased because it's my, my building, but like it's, <laughs> it's a fun, different, unique thing that just, I don't know. It's kind of, it reminds me of being 15, young and in love and going hiking mm-hmm. with your partner at the time and like carving your initials into a tree or something. Like that's kind of what it feels like. Yes. It's very nostalgic feeling. So what is something that people might misunderstand about working at a wedding venue? Like something that like, let's myth bust right here. It's not all butterflies and rainbows. Um, (laughs) 90% of my job is, no, I'm not even going to say 90. 75% of my job is sitting behind a computer, um, praying that I'll make it through the week. No, Um, that's like setting up tables and making space look pretty. It's, it's, I'm, I scrub toilets once a week. I am trying to find staff to work that actually want to clean toilets and work during the week and doing that stuff. It's, Like, I have a lot of friends that like, not friends, I have a lot of like vendor friends that'll be like, oh yeah, we want to start a wedding venue. We want to do this. We want to do this. And I'm like, I mean, you do it if you absolutely want to, but this job is tough. It's hard. It's not like, I don't wake up every day and I'm like, I'm going to plan this person's wedding today. It's trying to juggle a hundred or 80 weddings a year is about what I do typically. I mean, it's wow. trying to juggle all of that stuff and keeping every single wedding design sim- or like separated and not doing the same thing for everything and trying to keep a handle on staff and trying to keep mm-hmm. a over a hundred and ten year old building <laughs> clean. Like it's, I mean, 
I'll, I'll clean spider webs on a Monday and I will have spider webs everywhere on Wednesday again. Like it's, it's an old building. It's tough. So, um, be an event planner or a wedding venue or something. Just know you have to have the grit and the desire and a team behind you to take care of you because it's it one, it's not a one person job and it is a lot more work than you think. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I did a wedding this last weekend and during a dinner, you know, I was sitting at the table with some other guests and they were asking questions about wedding photography and stuff. And he was like, oh, so like, it must be nice. You only work on the weekends. What do you do all week? I'm like, no, trust me. Like I, <laughs> I would say about like 15% of my job is actually photography. It's, it's not all, all cameras. Trust me. <laughs> no, it's mostly sitting behind a computer and editing photos and staring at that same wedding for weeks on a time or weeks at a time. And then like meetings and emails and contracts and thank you mm-hmm. notes and stuff like that. Like it's not, you're very, very rarely in front of a client and very rarely doing stuff on their actual wedding day. It's mostly behind the scenes work. And that's a big reason why I don't do photography anymore was because once I made that transition to doing like event planning and stuff, granted, it's not like my job changed too much because I'm still meeting with clients, still working full wedding Mm -hmm. days and like still sitting behind a computer. But I do sit behind a computer about half the amount of time as I used to, Mm -hmm. which is nice. And (laughs) at the end of a wedding day, I can literally like just shake my hands of the wedding and I can walk away. Whereas like as a photographer, you are still staring at that wedding for six to eight weeks. Yeah. Yeah. I wish my wedding day ended when the wedding ended, but I got to go home and offload, back up, start the editing process. So absolutely. Um, as a photographer, what are some things well, that like I could do to like help you as a venue or like a day of coordinator? Oh, I don't know. Um, a <laughs> lot of the photographers that I've worked with have been like really cool um, yeah. and really easy to work with. I guess, I don't know. I mean, there's, there's very thing, very few things that like bother me and like very few things like that I notice that I'm like, oh, you should be doing that differently. So I don't know. That's a very, that's a hard question. That I've never like really <laughs> Sorry. Um, Put you on the spot. No, that's okay. I no, Cause I mean, there's a lot of stuff like I brought into my job now that like, I probably wouldn't have thought of if I didn't have that like photography background. Like a lot of times, like when we were photographing weddings, I was pinning flowers. I was Mm -hmm. fixing the dresses. I was doing stuff like that as more of like an assistant and like kind of doing that. And granted, I shot my last wedding five, six years ago. So things have even changed in the last half a decade that like wedding photography is different now. But now like I'll go downstairs and I'll pin the flowers on the groomsmen so the photographers don't have to or a lot of times I'll help get the dress fluff during photos so the photographers can actually focus on like what they're doing so I feel like more more so like my my background has made my I I have a better understanding of like how to do things to help the photographers on a wedding day than I used to that like I know that like no, does not that, answer your question. No, that, at all, that absolutely like... makes sense. And I want to thank you because it's a lot of times we photographers do end up taking on those roles of like, you know, 
day of coordinator and stuff and the fact that you are aware of doing those things and pinning and fluffing and stuff it really does make our job easier yeah now there I do have boundaries too like there's a <laughs> wedding a couple weeks ago at the venue where I couldn't like I was not hired out to be a coordinator so I was just kind of there to turn the lights on make sure that AC was where it needed to be and the photographer she had worked in our space a couple times before and she just kept coming up to me and being like Megan are you doing this or what's what's this what's going on here and I'm like yeah, out of my hands today yeah, like I'm sorry like they, like, they didn't pay me to be a coordinator so I'm not going to be a coordinator yeah boundaries is the biggest thing I've learned to set this year especially so mm -hmm. so couple more kind of like fun questions. What are like some wedding trends that you're seeing right now that you are really loving? Ooh, florals, everything or floral, everything. Um, mm -hmm. I feel like a lot of couples and one of my really good friends is a florist in St. Peter as well. And it's everything is steering away from like those three cylinder vases with greenery on the table and whites. Everything now is turning into color and big beautiful pieces and I think people are also going for more like like either big and broad and grand and really cool and colorful but then also going more towards like that simplistic look like for designing and stuff mm -hmm. going for more of like the very simple centerpieces and stuff like that um so it's either it's like kind of like best of both worlds um yeah. I'm also seeing a lot more like fancier weddings fighting like black mm. ties and formal affairs and stuff like that which i'm all for um i think a couple years ago everybody was just so like just ready to get married and ready to do the damn thing that they just they didn't care right. as much whereas now my couples seem to care a lot more and they're also willing to spend a little bit more money on things mm. so that's kind no, of that's, that's kind of the trend that i'm seeing is a little bit fancier no, I love that. I, yeah, I love weddings that kind of take it to the next level a little bit. Cause you know, we all can get a little dressed up to go out for dinner, but how often can we like really get dressed up? You know, like there's very few times in life where it's acceptable yeah. to get like all glitzed up and stuff. So make your wedding one of those, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I love, I, one of my best friends had a black tie fair wedding last summer and it was it was so nice because like you could get dressed up, you could go get your hair and makeup done and like it fit the vibe. It was good to go. Like, and it, everything was really cool and it was just a nice, like different experience. So I'm excited to see more of that this year. For sure. So at the beginning of every episode, I usually kind of talk about um, some like listeners will write in and stuff, some wedding hot takes. Do you have any wedding hot takes that you want to chat about? Ooh. Oh, some would get me in trouble. So I have to be careful <laughs> what I say. Um, <laughs> my biggest thing lately and stuff that I've been like hearing from like clients of mine and friends of mine is if somebody is gonna ruin your wedding day or if somebody's gonna give you that ick feeling on your wedding day or like they're a little toxic to you freaking cut them out like yeah doesn't matter if it's a family member if it's a, somebody you've been in friends with for years like get rid of them if they're gonna give you a bad feeling get rid of them 
I know it sounds like kind of no, I love say, it. but like, but it does make a difference. And I've had clients come in and get married and do all that thing. There's that one person at their wedding that is like, it just kind of toxic. And then like, and they're focusing on that. So, um, get, get rid of those people, get rid of them. Um, and yeah, no, I love that. Uh, my next one would be the wedding is about like you as the couple, like, don't like do, do what you want. Don't mm-hmm. do what other people are telling you to do, because at the end of the day, it's your wedding and get a DJ that is actually good too. Like, don't, <laughs> don't skimp out on your DJ. Like your DJ is going to make or break your wedding day and you spend a little extra money on them. They're going to show up on time and they're actually going to show up our dj last weekend did not show up which oh was gosh. super annoying and like so spend spend the extra money to get the vendors and the djs that you want yeah because like the dj is the one thing that everybody really gets involved with you know like i mean the ceremony everyone's just sitting there you know watching you do your thing but like the dj is something that everybody interacts with you know, it really sets the mood for the rest of the night. So yeah, don't skimp out on the DJ. I love that. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I'm a, I'm a, I love to party at weddings too. Like ones that I'm not working, of course. And Mm -hmm. the DJ will make or break it or the band will make or break it. So yes. Okay. Well, it's been fantastic having you on this morning. Where can our listeners find you at online? Okay. So my Instagram is, I'm going to have to look it up really quick. So I can never remember. Um, and I have like 8,000 Instagram accounts. Um, (laughs) we are on Instagram at the Capitol room. Um, and my capital is spelled O L not a L not like the credit card. It's like the (laughs) actual capital. Um, and then my personal is at Megan.felber. I love it. Okay. And then at the end of every episode, we always toast to something in the last week or so that has, you know, given us a laugh, made us happy. I'm going to go first and then I'll have you go if that's okay. Okay. Yeah, of course. So I am going to toast to, I don't know if you can see it. I think it's actually covered up, but there is this specific fall candle from Target. I'll post a picture of it and it's called pumpkin brulee. And it is just like the most like subtle fall smell like some fall candles can be really in your face and overpowering but this one just makes my nose so happy and i'm gonna toast to it if you've listened to the podcast before you know who molly is um she had it at her house and i was like what is this candle i need it so i went out and got a giant version of it and it's just great you know love a good fall candle i need to buy a new fall candle i was looking for one to like light for this podcast today and I couldn't find one. So I had to go with like a winter candle and it's just not the same vibe not right the now. Same. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'll set, I'll post a picture of this one. It's, it's a very fantastic fall candle. All right, Megan, what are you going to cheers to? Ooh, okay. I've had a goal this year and it is, it was a very expensive goal, but <laughs> I was going to be saving like all my tip money and buy myself a pair of Louboutin shoes. And on Monday, I bought myself a pair of Louboutins. Oh my gosh, so, walk a mile in these Louboutins. Yes. So I was so excited. I was like I, at Nordstrom's at the Mall of America on Monday. And I'm like, I walked in and I looked at the guy and I'm just like, these shoes, I want the hot chick, 100 millimeters. And he goes, are you sure? And I'm like, yes. I need this size. So he brought him out. I tried him on quick and I'm like, 
thank you. I'll be paying cash. And the guy was like, oh my gosh, did you just feel like so empowered in that moment? It was the most empowering moment of most empowered moment of my life. And I feel like superwoman now. Um, realized, you know, a hundred millimeters actually is. So I got to break them <laughs> in a little bit. Um, but I, it was my, I, every year, my, one of my best friends and I, we always try to make vision boards and stuff like that. And it was the biggest picture on my vision board this year that I was going to buy a pair of Louboutins and I got them now. So, oh my gosh, I'm so happy for you. Like my cheeks are from smiling so much about that. That's so fantastic. Well, congrats. That's awesome. Thanks. All right. Well, it's been fantastic having you on. I can't wait for our listeners to hear this episode. Um, Listeners, please don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. And we will be back with another episode next week. Bye. (laughs) 